The List Masters, a podcast where lists are made and we review, rate, and rate music, movies, and more. Join us or die. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start. Welcome to the List Masters Podcast. This is your host, Trennan, and I am joined today by Tori, Sid, and Corey. He's back. Yeah, I'm still alive. Round of applause. We don't have any sound effects. <laughs> Just imagine. Yeah, well, there you go. Sound effects. Instant. So today, we're going to be discussing, uh, it, we're actually starting a series, um, The Perfect songs and these are basically songs that we believe are perfect songs songs we enjoy that we believe are um, perfect now i don't know exactly how to determine how a song is perfect i guess it's just subjective so <laughs> you're essentially uh, all sevens yeah exactly songs that we believe are all sevens there you go so again we'll go through the scale uh, that we use to rate songs. Um, you know, so basically you've got a one, which is we have nothing to do with the song. Uh, two is you kind of give a little nod to the song, you know, a little um, side glance, I suppose. Uh, three would be a handshake. Four would be a side hug. Five, a complete a complete embrace six. You love it. And seven, it is a transcendental masterpiece. So these are songs that are all sevens and we have to divide the episode up into two parts. The first part going to be today and it's going to be Sid and Corey giving us their songs. And the next episode will be me and Tori giving our songs. So we're going to go ahead without further ado and start the program and which one of you guys are going to go first or do you want to go back and forth i think it would be better if we did all of like one person's list and then another person's list and we can start with sid we'll do his list first all right, all right. Good. we'll go ahead and start with sid sid the That's floor sweet. is yours all right so my number one um or well let, let's see i should probably start from uh from the bottom to the top right yeah let's do so that. my number 10 um, is going to be Ain't Misbehaving by um, what is it? Fats Waller. Um, and I'm, I'm starting it off with an oldie. I was a bit unsure about adding this one because there are so many other songs with so much more to them, but I just had to add it when it came down to it because this song would play in the intro of a movie tomorrow. I relate to this song so strongly and I can't entirely explain it. It's not like I'm just constantly by myself waiting on someone. <laughs> um, but I guess it's because I ain't misbehaving and I like having fun <laughs> myself. So it's a perfect encapturement of that feeling, whatever that feeling may be. It goes on for like two minutes before he actually starts singing. So, <laughs> yeah. So, we're just playing just a little bit. So, this uh, piano based sounds very old. 
I'm pretty sure it's actually from the movie. I could uh, check that. Smells like it. I think it is. Oh, yeah, that's, that's my love of jam. It is. It's from a 1955 movie called Ain't Misbehaving. Ah, and it's right. only a 22 minute short film. An hour and 22 minutes. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think that was up there. Full <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> length movie, not a short film. Yeah, I'd heard this song before. Um, I've never seen the movie, but I have heard the song. I think it was it has been used in a couple of commercials. So commercials. Um, yeah, this is random, but I have my headphones plugged into my computer, and I'm I'm on the podcast on my phone. I had my headphones on, and I was wondering why everybody was so quiet until I took them off. Wow. <laughs> that could be the problem. There we go. Now I can hear you guys better. That, that would be the problem, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hopefully our listeners don't have that same problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember to take your headphones off, unless you're listening. Or plug them in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, coming in, my number nine is You Send Me by Sam Cooke. And this is the greatest love song of all time. Uh, it's it's also like a lo-fi for the 50s. It had to be what kids listened to while they were studying back then. <laughs> it's like a perfect representation of the warm, comfortable feeling love can bring over a person. And so, it's it's uh, it's up there. Yeah, I've I've heard this one as well, um, but not as uh, not as much as I've heard "Ain't Misbehaving." Good stuff. Um, That's definitely something you could just chill too as well yeah yeah for sure like i said it's like a study song yeah for this one i wrote that even though all the songs from this era sound the same i think this is a a good example of how good that they can get and it, it's such a wholesome sounding song this makes you feel good i almost think you could say that for every a generation of music except for possibly the 70s because yeah. in the 80s you had you know everybody sounded either like hair metal or new wave and then in the 60s you know they all had that 60s sound that 60s production 50s yeah. the same way and the uh, the 90s you know you had grunge and rap all that and boy bands yeah. yeah, and then today it's like everything sounds exactly the same. So yeah, now everything's just absolute trash. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe not everything, but yeah, <laughs> not this list. Yeah, not this, but but this list is not from this time period. Well, at least some of it's not. So yeah, all right, and uh, your next song is a very well-known song. I knew you liked this one, so go ahead and tell yes. us about it. So, Rocket Man by Elton John. And if you don't think this is a masterpiece, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> every piece of this song is like a beautiful work of art. 
If an astronaut went through a wormhole through a universe solely consisting of hope and beauty, this song would be played. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it made my top my top ten. I've got to say for this one. You know, I hear a little Beatles in there. I when, think it's telling John. <laughs> when, <laughs> he, he's a member of the Beatles. <laughs> Maybe he's a member of the Remains. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. Um, no, when he says the Rocket Man, and you and you hear that. Um, Rocket Man. You hear the. Um, I don't. I know exactly what it is, but it, you know, it's it's almost like it's elevated. It's going. Oh yeah. 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 Kind that's of the swell him, into it. That's yeah, the swell. Right. Yeah. And what were you about to say about it, Corey? I was just saying for this one, this one's kind of a five for me. I, it's a really good classic. It's probably one of the best of Ellen John, but I think it got a little bit overplayed for me. I, I hear this song everywhere, and I think that might taint my score of it a little bit. It's because you're hanging around Sid too much. <laughs> well, um, I was going to say that I, I really like this song. But like Corey said, it is in like absolutely everything. So, including my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh again, you know, I know Elton John's stuff pretty well. Grew up on it, so uh, this one was uh, always one that I enjoyed as well. So, yeah, I give yeah. it a two thumbs up for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my next one is sort of interesting. It's- it's uh, definitely a break off from the rest of them. It's uh, "Darling, You're Sweet" by Wise Blood, and uh, never heard of them. Yeah, <laughs> this is why other great songs that Wise Blood did fall short for me. "Darling, You're Sweet" is like pouring morphine into my ears and floating away on a cloud of transcendental. <laughs> it's like a dream sand from the Sandman and turn it into music, it would be this. All right. That was the tin can. <laughs> that was the tin can. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> The record. I'm not sure if this is what it's going to sound like on the recording, but it kind of sounds like somebody took the tape and dumped coffee on it, and then it survived a tornado, and then somebody put it in. The tape we'll have to be like one of those uh, audio things that records from, like what's straight played, from what's playing. Yeah, yeah. We can probably go. We can probably go back in and edit. If we need to do so, and and play it through the speaker like I did the last episode with the Nuggets. So. But uh, you're uh, you're still uh, on the floor here. All right. Well, Corey, what's your... What's this your one for me, this one actually made my life a spoiler. This is... This song single-handedly got me through every breakup I ever went through. <laughs> <laughs> I turned this song on and I could be on the verge of jumping off a cliff and I will be happy listening to this song. It, it has this weird effect where it's like, no matter what you're stressed about, this song just makes it go away. It, like you said, it, it's like morphine. And uh, I'm hooked on this song like morphine. Headphones. You have to listen with that. Yes. 
We make a lot of drug references on this podcast. <laughs> well, it's because we're all drug addicts. Music is a drug. Yeah, it is. That's true. Very true. Right. Yeah. Well, um, this one for me is uh, sounds a little bit like something Tame Impala might do. I can see that. Yeah. All right, next. Number six is Looking Out My Back Door by CCR. This song is pure happiness. I can listen to this song at any time, and it will make me happy. If I had to pick a song to listen to forever, it may be this one just because I'm in a great mood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, CCR. Okay, well, again, it's another band I grew up on. My dad uh, absolutely loves this band. And he, uh, in his old high school band, used to play CCR songs all the time. I heard this song growing up and early early 80s, late 80s, you know, growing up as a kid. And, uh, yeah, CCR, just almost everything they touch is pure gold as far as i'm concerned yeah that, most of their songs are good i can agree with that assessment uh i could listen to them all the time he's yeah, like so- hog too from dukes of hazard <laughs> there's something about them that just it, it, yeah it just gives you joy to hear their songs or makes you think of vietnam yeah <laughs> 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 yeah uh tori what was your thoughts I really like um I really like this song. Every time I hear it, it just reminds me of like being in the car with my grandparents and Sid or something going on a trip. It's very nice. And then you look out the back windshield and see uh tambourines and elephants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this song had such a fun drum rhythm, it just makes you wanna slap your knee like an old man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, watch out. all right see it next uh so beyond the sea by bobby darren is my number five of the list similar to looking out my back door the first time i heard this song i was in the car alone and i felt an actual sense of bliss and i felt my face just light up with happiness almost it almost puts me in like a blissful trance every time i listen to it and it's such a joy to sing along to. Yeah. Makes me think of Stewie from Family Guy for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Just, just as before. <laughs> yes, definitely got a got that sort of big band feel to it for sure Seth this McCart- one yeah this one almost made my list it was the last song i removed when i had 11 songs oh wow <laughs> do you guys live together <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah dory have you ever heard this one um yeah well, Sid plays it a lot in the car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like it. 
Yeah, I've noticed a pattern of Sid's songs. He loves songs that makes him happy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And what do you got for us next? Um, so another song that makes me happy. Uh, no, is, <laughs> number four is Easy Living by Billie Holiday. We want one that makes you feel miserable, Sid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I don't think I have one of those. But um, <laughs> I can <laughs> Easy Living by Billy Holiday. I just want to say that Billy Holiday is one of the most heartwarming people. To this song proves it. It's such a relaxing song that I can pretty much listen to any day at any time of the day. It's a perfect capture of the feeling of being in love, especially early on. This is another one that has to be a singer. We're trying to get to Billie Holiday's voice. She she played a song. Uh, hold on. Nothing in life but you. She was famous for doing the song Strange Fruit, which was about, uh, well, it was terrible. The message, it was about race relations, you know, going on back back in those days and about lynching. And she also did one uh, called Gloomy Sunday. So there was a lot of songs that she did that were kind of, I guess, gloomy. (laughs) But, uh, But yeah, very easy listening. I've always enjoyed her material as well absolutely this song kind of puts the idea of a young couple and the late 30s because this song came out in 37 them sitting there listening to this on their gramophone while dancing in the living room (laughs) yeah i could i could i could see that yeah definitely so delightful (laughs) i would do that in 2021 (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're such an old soul (laughs) All right, what do you got next for us? So, number three, My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. And this makes number three because it it is perhaps the most genuine song I've ever heard, and you can feel it in the lyrics. They are so simple, yet so meaningful, and I think it's perhaps one of the best religious songs ever created. Uh, It's much more impactful uh, it has much more of an impactful presence than many other, uh, especially modern songs that I've heard. And it's because it comes straight from the heart, and you can tell it. Yep. Again, another artist that I grew up with. Um, I mean, I didn't grow up with him. I didn't know him. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back when I was in England in the seventies, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, loved George Harrison, uh, loved the Beatles, but I really loved. You know, he was one of the Beatles that didn't get a lot of credit it was mostly mccartney and lennon but he wrote some of the best songs i mean he, he wrote my one of my favorite beatles songs which is something 
um, yeah. off of the Abbey Road album. Something you know, it's not it's not called something in the way she moves, but it's it the title of it's something. But that's you know, it's it's to me one of the greatest love songs of all time. But yeah, this one. Uh, one of his solo songs, absolutely my favorite song by George Harrison as a solo artist. George Harrison, I think, was secretly the genius of the Beatles. <clears throat> Could be. I don't. I, I think he was. You know, he he like you said, he was very overlooked. Yep. But, yep. but yeah, he he has some of the best stuff. What were your thoughts on this one, Corey? I really thought the guitar was fun, and I, I I know this song, and I had only given it like a lower score before, like a four, but then I changed it to a six after listening to it again. It uh, it's just like he said, it's so happy, and it feels so meaningful. Like uh, you can tell, he really means what he's saying because it really sounds like he's talking about it from his heart, and that you can feel the passion in it. Yeah. And so uh, I give this one a six. Oh, wow. Tori? Yeah, I really like this one, too. It just It's just a good feeling song. <laughs> I, I like it. Every time it gets in the car, I don't think I, I like I, I won't skip it. Not a miserable feeling song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what comes in at number two for you, Sid? Number two is On Melancholy Hill by the Gorillas. A melancholy song, finally. No, no. <laughs> um, this is a perfect representation of why the Gorillas are one of my favorite bands. Modern Masterpiece condensed into four minutes. It's like my favorite part of Feel Good Incorporated, but the entire song is just that sequence. It's beautiful <laughs> and it makes me long for the past and future simultaneously. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a, that, that's another one of those songs that, to me, yeah, I like the production of it, but it, it sounds almost like something that My Morning Jacket would do, too. Yeah, well, this is one of those indie-style yeah. bands. Yeah, after I listened to the Gorillas, I think you introduced me to them, I really enjoyed most of their music. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. This is one that uh, is a 7 out of 10 for me. It's incredibly relaxing. Sounded like someone was washing their face there yeah. for a second. <laughs> I think that's Tori. What, what am I doing? You're dunking your mic in water or something. <laughs> I've been sitting still this whole time. All right. Go ahead, Corey. Uh, anyway, this one was uh, incredibly relaxing. It's It just makes you feel mellow no matter what you're doing. Uh, I could listen to this song on loop indefinitely, and it almost made my list. It was really close. It was another one that I had to take out at the last minute. But, yeah, this is one of my favorites of the Gorillas. Yeah. Tori, what do you think of it? This is also one of my favorite songs by the Gorillas. It's just it's a very uh, beautiful song to me. This yeah. is one of my favorite songs by the Gorillas. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, Sid, what you got for us next? Uh, Shine on You Crazy Diamond by Pink Floyd comes in at number one. Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, honestly, it was hard not to make a playlist that was just Pink Floyd. <laughs> um, but I, had I to can be understand. Fair. I had to be fair. So, uh, one of Pink Floyd's greatest masterpieces uh, is definitely more of an experience than a song, which means I can't listen to it for just any occasion. Um, and I, 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 oh wow, <laughs> I really messed <laughs> up there. <laughs> I, ironically, don't have it downloaded because I know I'll usually skip it because I listen to music primarily when I'm driving. And I, but you know, I do have it on a playlist. Um, but you know, it's one of those songs that I just want to listen to with headphones and lay in bed or something, you know? Yeah. Um, like active listening rather than yeah, just exactly, in the exactly. background. Yeah. But it, it takes number one, just because it's a fantastic experience from the beginning to the end. And the lyrics are genius. Uh, it's yeah. a perfect representation of what music can truly be. Well, That's also. <laughs> and they're taking their time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this one for me was um, Pink Floyd, of course, is my favorite band of all time. Um, I don't know what my life would be without this band. And I mean, that's just a fact. Um, everything they do, I mean, I don't rank every song uh, a seven that they've put out, doy doy. Mm. But, <laughs> but they are just a transcendental band to me um like you said not only the songs and experience but the the entire band itself is is just you know to me yeah pink floyd is like i have my two favorite bands in you know of all time are pink floyd and led zeppelin and uh, up there but pink floyd for me is just is my band it's like if i'm you know, had a movie, like every song on the movie is going to be by them. (laughs) (laughs) So, Corey? Well, unlike Sid, I'm a true Pink Floyd fan, which is why the song is on my downloads, and I could listen to it for any occasion. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a true Pink Floyd fan. (laughs) This was number one. What are you talking about? This song (laughs) was actually my introduction I had never listened to them before this song, and I was riding home from North Carolina with Sid, and he told me to listen to it, so I put on headphones, and I was sitting in the back seat of his grandmom's car, and my eyes were open. (laughs) Before Pink Floyd, I had never really listened to any unique music. I had grown up listening to just kind of poppy music. And so hearing something that broke the mold 
was like a, an entirely new experience for me. And it completely changed my outlook on music as a whole. So this song was kind of like the big bang of my brain <laughs> musically. And I'm the best song to experience a big bang moment. Wow. And Tori. Um, I really like the song. Uh, it's one of my favorite Pink Floyd songs, actually. I think my favorite part, or well, one of my favorite parts of the song is the beginning because I really like that, like, <laughs> what <laughs> instrument is it even? Like a guitar? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a guitar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's David Gilmore. That's David Gilmore instrument. No, David Gilmore the is an instrument. Yeah. Yeah, he, yes, he is. All right. Well, Sid, uh, I enjoyed that list. I think that uh, I have to give your list. I, I will agree with your list uh, as sevens. I think they're all great songs. Um, uh, absolutely have nothing negative to say about any of them. Um, and we'll go from there to Corey's list. And he has 10 songs that he wants to um, talk to us about. Now, on uh, your list, as I'm looking at it here, um, there are a couple of songs that you share with Sid. Yes. So since we've played, uh, you know, those those songs, I won't play them again. But, um, but we will play the ones, you know, a little clip of the ones that, we haven't discussed so go ahead so the you guys actually haven't even seen the order that they're in because i sent you the list but they weren't ordered at that time so this is going to be a surprise for everybody but me all right (laughs) so number 10 is moonlight and shadows this is one of my favorite old songs it's from 1938 i really love the mute trumpet solo it has uh, and it has really creepy undertones to it. Uh, I don't know if I'm the only one that it kind of creeps out a little bit. I'm not sure if it's the recording quality or just something about the song. Uh, it could also be that it was used as sampled in Everywhere at the End of Time, which is uh, kind of kind of screws with your brain if you listen to that. <coughs> really good. You should give it a listen if you haven't. But this is one of my just favorite musical oldie songs. That makes me want to go back to the Stanley Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I could listen to that on loop. Yeah, so um, this one. Uh, so, I don't know. I gave this one a four. Oh no! <laughs> but I think I'm going to change it to a five. Um, but uh, I'm a little too mellow for Sid. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fond of this song due to the caretaker's much extended version that includes, or that he includes in his piece "Everywhere at the End of Time." Jack Torrance right. did this song. Huh? The, yeah, exactly. the character. Yeah. Um, which was close that that song uh, everywhere at the end of time was close to making my list because it's such a work of art. It's an album. Um, 
Oh, is it an album? It's a 10 hour album. <laughs> well, wow. I honestly look at it as that a work of art. Um, so I, this song, I like it, but I like um, what the caretaker did to this song more. Well, I'm glad you didn't like what the caretaker did to his family. So, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. No, I keep mentioning the Stanley Hotel because uh, I just got back a couple of weeks ago from staying at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, and uh, it was very interesting. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, haunted. Uh, very oh, creepy, creepy, very creepy. Yeah, but beautiful, beautiful place. I recommend anybody going there. The only thing is. We stayed the night there, and it was extremely hot. And you would think it wouldn't be in, you know, November in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed it. And this, yeah, this song makes me think of that movie, makes me think of that place. I mean, they were playing this kind of music in the hotel, so it was very interesting. So, um, I mean, wait, uh, Tori? Didn't you say uh, that? Um, like whenever you stayed the night there at that hotel, you heard like walking above you, but you realized that that was just the roof above you. Yeah, it sounded like there was a floor above us, but when we walked out of the hotel, we realized it was not a floor above us. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Maintenance, man. Maintenance. Yeah, maintenance guys walking around at 12 at night. So <laughs> interesting. <laughs> What do you got next for us, Corey? So number nine is Time by Pink Floyd. Uh, this is objectively probably the best song ever written. Yeah, uh, this subjectively, it's my ninth favorite, uh, <laughs> only because I've listened to it a trillion times. Uh, <laughs> and the clocks do uh, kind of make your ears bleed at the beginning if you have uh, headphones on and you don't know what's coming up next. Yeah. But, Go ahead. Uh, but it is still on my list, top ten masterpiece. That part that you actually pay, played right there is my favorite part of the song, which is why when I want to hear the song, I usually just turn in Breathe because yeah. it's basically just that part of the song, but it doesn't have the same effect without all the rest of the buildup. Oh, the I totally parts. agree. Yeah, I was going to play just a little bit of the solo. Yeah, this song, uh, when I first bought the album Dark Side of the Moon, I was a big heavy metal fan, and I really was disappointed. And the more I listened to it, the more I realized this was real music <laughs> and that I was a fool. <laughs> and fool. so I fell in love with this album. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. I know it's been running to the ground, and this song has been running to the ground. But I believe it is one of the greatest albums of all time and it is for me my second favorite pink floyd album of all time but i i think Corey and i had had a conversation uh one night about this song and we both agreed that 
it was a perfect song. Absolutely. In every way. Yes. Tori. Oh, okay, Tori. Um Yeah, this is like well, I guess really any Pink Floyd song is nostalgic to me because, you know, you used to listen to it all the time. Um but this is also one of my favorite Pink Floyd songs. I just really like the way it sounds and how like kind of it it makes me feel relaxed. Yeah, they'll do that. (laughs) And the solo is awesome. All right, see you. You know, I'm just going to make a note real fast that we need a T-shirt for Tori that says, I like the way it sounds. Yeah, I like the beat. <laughs> yeah, I really that, like That's it. the best way to sum up an opinion. I'll give it to her. I like the way it <laughs> yeah. sounds. That's true. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the best way to say it. That's what I'm saying. I need to start saying that more. I like the way yeah. it sounds. I need to stop breaking it down so much. Hey, that, that's about as as straightforward as you can get in it. <laughs> I'm a simple person. <laughs> you just get straight to the point. <laughs> All right, Sid. Uh, seven. Uh, it's a great pick. Another journey of a song by Pink Floyd, and it is an undeniable masterpiece. All right, Corey, what do you have next for us? So number eight is Darling You're Sweet, which was on Sid's list as well. He had it one spot above where I did. Uh, His was number seven. But this song is just, like I said, it it makes you happy no matter what. It kind of puts you in a zoned out state, like a trance almost. The train whistle, I'm assuming it's a train whistle. It sounds like a synth that was made with that. has such a unique texture and sound that I don't know. It's just so bizarre. And I love it so much. I could listen to this song a trillion times. If I got shot and I was laying on the ground bleeding to death, this is probably a song I'd take to go out. <laughs> only only in that specific scenario, though. Yeah. I wouldn't want it if I was dying of a disease. Just shot. If I get shot, play this song. <laughs> shot, by, shot by a woman after you break up with her. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have discussed this one before. So the um, only thing I'll add is, uh, again, I did enjoy this one. I know we had done an episode with Wise Blood, which Corey excoriated yeah, me the whole episode. Uh, but <laughs> I really did enjoy this one, Corey. So you got a <laughs> thumbs up on this one. Thank you. All right. Uh, what do you got next for us? So next is To Binge by the Gorillas. My rule with this list, I really had to limit myself because I have three artists that I wanted all their songs to be on this list. Gorillas, Wise Blood, and Pink Floyd. <laughs> so I had to limit myself for the sake of keeping it uh, interesting and not songs they've already heard. So I limited myself to two songs by each artist. Yeah. So this is the first Gorilla song to binge. Um, this is the, the happiest, most relaxing song of all time. It's my favorite Gorilla song, just about it's so chill. It makes me feel like I'm drifting on a raft on the ocean, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> This is my alarm clock uh, in college, 
And you know how usually when you set a song to be your alarm clock, you end up hating it? Yes. So this song, uh, I was happy every morning waking up to this song. Me too. Yeah, yeah this, for some reason, remind, oh, I'm about to drop a our um, every episode we drop a SpongeBob reference. <laughs> yeah. So this one to me, I don't know why, but I was just imagining SpongeBob while hearing this. <laughs> well, so this this is one of my favorite Gorilla songs. I have it as a six, but that's stupid. I, I give it a seven. Um, I remember listening to this nearly every day when Corey and I would ride to college. Uh, it's a reminder of good times and a gorilla song I didn't have to warm up to to love. Um, so Corey, when you said when you were talking about how it reminded you of like being on a raft in the ocean, now every time I listen to that song, that's gonna be in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. Yeah. With SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob's clinging to the bottom. Yeah. All right, and what do you have next for us? So next up, we have uh, Big Note Blues. This song, I could listen to, uh, once again, every second for the rest of my life. Uh, it's by Burt Whedon, and it's kind of uh, goofy. It's the best word I can think to describe it. But every time I hear a split second of the song, it makes me want to bob my head. <laughs> and also, this, this song... If you ever want to know what an angry flute sounds like, uh, this song has it. (laughs) All right. I will have to say that when I did hear this song, I immediately loved it. So it was, uh, it did remind me of me and SpongeBob hanging out (laughs) at the Krusty Krab. (laughs) Oh, that's funny you say that because I said picture walking around under Bikini Bottom (laughs) with a a big iron on your hip and you have this song. I love it. (laughs) Tori. Um, yeah, <laughs> I really want to say I like the way it sounds. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. If, if these are the vibrations, you like to massage your eardrums and let us know. Yeah. She likes the beat. <laughs> yeah. I like the, uh, uh, I, li- I like the, the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Just embrace it. It's your slogan. <laughs> yeah, I, it does remind me of Spongebob, and Spongebob is good. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good logic. All right, next, Corey. So next up, we have Loudmouths by Wiseblood. Uh, I didn't find this song till a couple of years after I started listening to Wiseblood. I don't know how it slipped past my radar, but it's easily one of my favorites. And what's so funny is that a couple of episodes ago when we did the Wiseblood, uh, album, Trannon, you had said that something sounded like a screaming goat, which made me laugh to myself because I knew that they had a song with a screaming goat, which was oh, this boy. song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
it's just uh, I don't know. This song has something about it. The back mask vocals are really cool. It's uh, I like the way it sounds. As Tori would say. <laughs> your thoughts on this song Sid uh so I gave this one a five though I do prefer alarm this is alarm's cooler brother uh, it's a <laughs> modernized one-man orchestra so I enjoy it Tori um yeah the first time I heard this song was from Corey's playlist actually and <laughs> I really like it I I like really anything wise blood does so yeah, I agree with that. This reminded me of. Okay, it's going to sound strange. If you say SpongeBob, it's SpongeBob. <laughs> no, it's Tame uh, Impala with the high-pitched voice of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I, I could hear that. Yeah, <laughs> where he would do the high-pitched stuff on some of his albums. I, that's exactly what crossed my mind. I was like, okay, Merrill Manson has joined Tame Impala and <laughs> created an album. I will tell you, uh, Corey, that these two songs by Wise Blood that you have brought to this list, I thoroughly enjoy both of them. Good. No more yep. ones for Wise Blood. Yep. No more ones for these songs, for sure. Very good. Now, do Very you like choice. these songs more than Target? Because I know Target was your highest rated song of the other album that we did. I do both. Yes. See, we when Sid and I were trying to decide what album to do by Wiseblood, we chose ID because it had more good ones on it, but I don't think it had any of the greatest ones. Yeah. But the albums that these were on, like These Wings, uh, and uh, I don't remember the name of the other album, but they didn't have as many good songs as the other one did, which is why we chose it. But I was very disappointed that neither of these songs were on that list. Yeah, this one was uh, these songs that I heard. I'm going to go back and listen to the entire album because if, if more songs like uh, these songs are on these wings, then I'm going to go listen to that. What else do you have for us? So number four is my second gorilla song. It is Sleeping Powder. Um, I've told Sid this story a trillion times, but this uh, this song always makes me feel like I'm going crazy because uh, I flew to California a few years ago and we it was a we had to stop in Texas and then uh, hop on a Texas connecting will flight. make you crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a I had to hop on a connecting flight from Texas to uh, California and when we got there the plane got canceled because one of the engines broke Uh so I had to stay there and wait, and we ended up being trapped at the airport for uh, two days. Wow. And the airport was supposed to get us a hotel, but all the hotels were full, so we had to stay at the airport, and I was with my nieces and nephew. So I ended up being awake for 60 straight hours uh, because I up the entire day before we left, and then two days at the airport, and I have never reached – a point of being so tired that I started hallucinating. 
but there was a point when I was uh, walking. It had this terminal station underneath where you could ride a train because the airport was massive. And it was like four in the morning, so nobody was there. It was a completely empty terminal hallway. It's just like a subway line that you walk on, basically. And I had the headphones on. I was listening to the song, and in the distance, I saw like this uh, black figure of a child standing standing out looking at me. And then it uh, ran to the wall, opened a door, and walked through the door and closed it. And when I got there, there was no door, and I had hallucinated the whole thing. And I was listening to this song while that happened. And now every time I listen to this song, I feel like I'm going insane. But in the oh, best way. It's like a flashback. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of PTSD from Texas. <laughs> Okay, I have to say I could not imagine listening to this song while I was hallucinating. Yeah, it was a trip. So the part that you just played, <laughs> um, I can't understand exactly what he said when I first heard the song. For So for the longest time, um, the last two words that he said when you stopped playing it, I thought he said gay chin. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he says I escalate the face of my gay chin. Oh wow. It's supposed to be Cajun. Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> Misheard lyrics starting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this one uh I like that. I, I I listened to it. I did like it. I didn't hallucinate while listening to it, but um, I wasn't up for 60 straight hours because I would be dead if that happened. <laughs> I am uh, at least 20 some odd years older than all of you, and <laughs> I am no longer able to stay up very late. Uh, the longest <laughs> I've stayed up uh it's 36 hours and i thought that i was i thought it was the end of the world uh i didn't know how i'd go to sleep but i finally did what have you what what have you got about this one sid uh so this is another seven um it was a gorilla song close to making my list it's one of my all-time favorites i love the classic piano near the beginning and i love all the musical transitions throughout uh, it also reminds me of the same time to binge reminds me of, which is what Corey was talking about. It was a really weird year. And me and Corey have talked about this before. It was like almost that entire year was like a, a haze. And uh, it this this song completely encaptures that on a personal level. But I think I think we just got abducted by aliens. Yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of that year, we went to go watch uh, Suicide Squad in the uh, uh, drive-in. And um, <laughs> we looked behind us, and there were these giant beaming lights when we were leaving. And it was like a and so like I hovering think, in the air. Yeah. yeah. So I think we just got abducted that year. And then, so that's why it's such a haze. I agree with Sid. I mean, looking back on that year feels like looking back on implanted memories in my brain. Yeah. What <laughs> year was that? Uh, 2018. It was a span from 2016 to 2018. Yeah, it was like a span. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it was a weird time. Yeah, 
I only had one good year within, well, 2018 wasn't so bad for me. 2017 was pretty decent. 2016 was a living nightmare. But, yeah, I like this one. Um, Okay, so let's move forward. All right. So next up we have Coffee and Cigarettes. And this song, uh, when I used to program when I was about 16, I want to say, I was uh, working on a game and I used to pull up kind of – lo-fi playlists on youtube it would just be like an hour of random songs collected together and this song was on one of the videos that i used to watch and i used to rewind that part of the video over and over and over and over again just to listen to this song and i didn't know what it was called because it wasn't credited in the video and the video eventually got taken down because of this uh so i completely lost song i had no idea what it was called and it took me a year to find it again. And I used to search on a weekly basis trying to find the song. So when I finally found it, it was like the holy grail to me. And uh, I will never forget this song again. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's mainly, it's pretty much just instrumental. And it's like a kind of a Western piano kind of deal chopped up. And it's just so happy. And so that's why it's number three. That part sounded like it was underwater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this one, Corey. It did. Uh, it made me think of some sort of Western sound, as you said, but mixed with like modern day instrumentation as well i really enjoy that kind of experimentation in music all right what is this genre i i think this is kind of a boom bap retro kind of uh old school lo-fi it's like lo-fi but without the lo-fi filter on it okay this is one of my favorite songs of whatever that is and it, it i give it a six it's simple yet complex. It's like a soundbite orchestra. It's randomly explicit, but I don't think the generation that listens to this type of music cares as much about that. But uh, this guy also does a remix of Living For You by Billie Holiday that I just discovered, and it's really good. Oh, yeah. Tori? I just want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was about to ask. That's all I care about. Does Tori like the sound of it? <laughs> that's how we need to judge all of our songs. So. <laughs> We're going to have a new score that's eight, and that yeah. Tori liked the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. If I like the sound of it, it passes. Tori's fear of approval. Yeah. All right. And what, come, what comes in at number two for us, Corey? Number two is The Queen Bee. This is very close to taking my first spot. But it didn't just because Pink Floyd had to have a first spot. I'm sorry. But this song is one of my favorite songs of all time. I have never one time in my life skipped this song. And I've been listening for many years. It's on every playlist just about I ever make. I can make a Christmas playlist and I would slap this song on there for no reason. Just <laughs> I, 
I mean, I, I about have a timer that goes off every hour to play this song for me. I, I just <laughs> love it that much. It's so relaxing, and uh, I just really like it. I like the sound of it. Okay, I have to say this one absolutely makes me think I'm walking down Fremont Street in Vegas. That's that's what I said. Yeah, this is pure Vegas. I mean, it's crazy. I will have to add this to my Vegas playlist. Every time I go to Vegas, I play I have a playlist and it has the same songs on it. And we enjoy all of the songs on of our on our list, and half of them are Tom Jones. <laughs> You've always so, kind of done that with trips. You always have like a playlist. Oh yeah, I, I've got to. It's just yeah. part of who I am, right. apparently. Um, so this one was a six for me. It uh, it makes me want to take a trip to Vegas in the fifties. <laughs> it's a great lounge song. It's very relaxing and groovy. It's like Pink Panther music. It reminds me. It reminds me of watching Boomerang as a kid. So that's <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can see that. <laughs> On Boomerang. What were your thoughts, Story? I like the trumpets. Cool. <laughs> uh-huh. She likes the sound of the trumpets. Tori's <laughs> <laughs> Tori slept all day. <laughs> Did you hate every other instrument? Yeah, just the trumpets. What'd you say? She just likes the trumpets. The rest of it, she don't care for. Yeah, trombones, get out of here. Come on. Does it not remind <laughs> you of Pink Panther, Tori? It does. Well, it reminds me of the best song ever written. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I like it. I enjoy it. And what do you have coming in at number one for us, Corey? Number one. Yes, shine on you crazy time. It ended up being the same as Sid's, um, which I actually didn't expect. I didn't think you would put this at his number one spot, but he has better taste than I gave him credit for. (laughs) Like I said earlier, this song uh, was kind of my big bang of music appreciation. As soon as I got home that trip, uh, uh, that year I was taking chemistry at Dalton State. And I started skipping class to go to the game room and listen to the Pink Floyd while playing Halo Reach. Those are some of my favorite memories, and it's all thanks to this song. I mean, this song really turned me on to Pink Floyd. And uh, do what? <laughs> we got a double Tory in there. <laughs> Tory's making a dubstep remix of herself. <laughs> It's the ghost of Christmas. Hey, Corey, say, is anyone out there? I think she is uh, somebody's kidnapping her or something. I think it's time to reset your Wi Fi. Well, we are at the end of our lists, guys, and I really enjoyed both your lists. I will have to give both your lists a thumbs up. I was very surprised at some of the songs on here, and um, 
I have to say that you made me feel like my list was uh, more modern <laughs> than, you, than you guys. But yeah, it was a great, great episode. I enjoyed the list for sure. Um, and I think at this point, we'll go ahead and end the episode. Well, real fast before we do, I'm just curious. Everything cut out for me. Oh, okay. Um, I got this shit out. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> I a sin. Go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, give me on both the lists your favorite song and your least favorite song, but you can't you can't choose a Pink Floyd song because I'd be cheating. Okay, besides Pink Floyd on the list, uh, on your list, um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Queen B. Really? I yeah. didn't expect that. I really so enjoy your, it. What's your least favorite then? It made me think of Vegas, and I yeah. love Vegas. Um, well, my least favorite, I really can't say that I have a least favorite on it because, I mean, they all remind me of something. I would probably say if I had to choose a least favorite, um, and, and, and it's hard to choose it because I would say by least favorite, if all these songs are a seven, this would be a six. And uh, I would probably have to go with uh, Sleeping Powder. Really? So you like that more than Moonlight and Shadows? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Sleeping Powder, again, is that I would listen to and download. I really enjoyed the song. So it was very difficult to say a least favorite. So, and then on Sid's list, um, you know, again, not choosing Pink Floyd, uh, probably my favorite one off his list would be, um, probably My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. And my least favorite, uh, again, it's, you know, it's one of those where I can't really choose a least favorite, but I guess if I had to choose a six instead of seven to be ain't misbehaving. Yeah. And that's it. Well, well, yeah, I enjoyed it. So next episode, we're going to do yours and Tori's if she hasn't uh, broken completely by then. Yeah. Help me. (laughs) <laughs> Next episode, All right, guys. I'm going to talk in my uh, podcast voice. <laughs> All right. Well, and until next time, uh, you guys take care and have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>